Brady, and I have a degree in film and television. And I am Lachlan. I don't have a degree, but I know a thing or two about podcasts where you make things, and I have a healthy fear of horses. And <laughs> we're going to make a bad horse movie. hey <laughs> Welcome to uh, Cult Classics. Uh, welcome to the show, Lachlan. Thank you. It, I'm excited to be on it because the premise makes me so happy, just yeah. <laughs> measurably happy. Jessica is out for this episode. Um, she's fine. She's just not here this time. And so Lachlan is going to be standing in for my sister, which is going to be um, not an experience I was ready to say. Um, I wasn't ready for that sentence, period. I was not either, but that's okay. Um, luckily, you don't have to be her. Uh you oh, can <laughs> you can be do your own thing, uh, uh, because uh, as as evidenced by me, um, I don't know anything about horses, and I don't. Do you know anything about horses, Lachlan? I know that they weigh a million pounds and can step on you real good to the point that your spine doesn't work, and that terrifies me. Uh, that's kind of my big horse fact, I think. Uh, so what we do on Colt Classics is we typically start off with Hey or Nay, which is a game where you guess what the real horse name is. Okay. I have, I don't know how Jessica finds horse names. So what I've done is I have found a list of Kentucky Derby winners. I was just about to say that would probably be the best way to find good horse yeah. names. Like she finds registered horse names that are like, just any kind of, I guess, like thoroughbred, something like that, right? Um, I have found the one place I know is verified horse name. Um, I actually don't know. So the one, one of my favorite horse names is on this list. And I don't know if you know, like, kind of where it comes from or not. So what I've done is I've actually, um, I've changed the rules a little bit. So there are two Kentucky Derby winners in this list and then two horse names I made up. Okay. So it's a little different than the three, the one to two kind of ratio. Um, so let me, are you ready to guess this I'm list? I am very ready. <laughs> okay. The first horse name I have is Velvet Dad. Do I have to guess if it's real or fake No, right now? I just want to see okay. your reaction. I'm very much enjoying your <laughs> face right now. I know that this is a listening Velvet medium. Velvet Dad. But- <laughs> really i'm really (laughs) enjoying this okay it's a real soft dad (laughs) it's a real soft dad um the second uh name i have on this list is real quiet okay and then the one after that is orb okay i'm gonna i'm gonna save all my judgments for after i hear all okay and then the fourth one is appropriate rainstorm i'm 90 percent sure orb is real okay I, I had a feeling you might have already heard because I know, like, the reason I heard of it, you probably heard of it. Um, so, Orb, yes. Orb is a Kentucky Derby winner. Um, oh, my goodness, Orb. But, so out, of, so out of the three. So, we'll take Orb out of the equation. Okay. So, there is one other Kentucky Derby winner in this list. Is it Velvet Dad, Real Quiet, or Appropriate Rainstorm? I ever so badly want it to be Velvet Dad. <laughs> Here's the thing, I have no I have no context for any of this, so this is just a shot in the dark. Well, I mean, like, think of famous Kentucky Derby winners. Seabiscuit. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Off the top of my head. I'm pretty 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Seabiscuit had a hard time winning a race, and then he <laughs> did it. And then he did it. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know. I, I could probably pull up the list again, but I'm not going to because okay. I want you I'm to gonna... guess. Is it a... What was the middle one? So there was so, Velvet Dead, Appropriate Rainstorm, and... Real Quiet. Real Quiet. They all sound so plausible because I know horse names can get whack. Um, can get real I'm... wacky. Be Quiet is real not quiet. real. Or Real Quiet is not not real. That is the actual winner <laughs> right <God>. there. <laughs> the one, the one that is real you said is not. It I feels wrong. <laughs> it does. I what I really like about it is though it is a kind of judgment on the horse, right? Like that horse yeah. is real quiet. <laughs> He's a yeah. That that horse I I had him I had a, I accidentally left him in the sh- horse shed all night. Didn't hear a peep out of him. I don't what's it? Stable. Stable. <laughs> horse shed is good. Uh, the horse shed is for the is for um the backup horses. This is great because I feel like on this show, I will be able to make a fool out of myself much easier than I do on my actual show, <laughs> which is, it happens on the regular. So that's saying well, something. Yeah, which, uh, by the way, I totally didn't even... Lachlan, what is your real show? Why don't we just my, real quick... <laughs> yeah. Why don't I go back I to guess, that? I guess I also forgot to do it, but uh, I'm Lachlan. I do a podcast called The Ghoul Tank with my buddy AJ. Uh, we both very much enjoy spooky things, cryptids, monsters, etc. And we create a new one. We fabricate a monster from the we, we depths of your brains. From the depths of our brains, we weave a beautiful, uh, completely incomprehensible tapestry. Yeah. Uh, it's. I don't know. I think it's I think it's fun. It is fun. It's super fun. It's very good. Uh, if you kind of like the style of making something from a prompt mm-hmm. with with your brain, it's kind of similar uh, to what yeah. we have going on. I'm so glad you love Velvet Dad because Velvet that Dad one was, was one, of, so one of the ones that I really liked. Um, I, I will say that I'm not creative enough to come up with horse names on my own. So I did generate both Velvet Dad uh, and Appropriate okay. Rainstorm. But... Velvet Appropriate Dad rainstorm came. seemed it seemed like it could have been fake, mm-hmm. but I thought it was like a red herring. Oh, <laughs> I'm not that clever, Loglin. I would love to be, but I'm not that clever. But Velvet Dad came up. I was like, oh, I want a, I want a horse named so Velvet good. Dad. That's such a good horse name. It's such a good horse name. I'm going to tell that to all my horse people now and be like, hey, when you get a if horse, you get a new horse, name it Velvet Dad. Name it Velvet Dad. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we get to make a horse movie. All right. Um, so typically we generate a title of a horse movie mm-hmm. um, with a very special generator I have made myself. Um, yes. So if you are up for that. I am up for that. Let's generate a horse movie. I did, I did want to bring up. Yes, please. I did have an idea. Mm-hmm. For a horse movie. Okay. Are you at all are you at all familiar with um like the datification of characters? I'm I'm like how (laughs) I know that Marvel's not your jam. (laughs) Yeah, like Velvet Dad. (laughs) Oh man. No, not like Velvet Dad. Okay. Um I know that you're not like the hugest uh superhero movie fan, but you are you at least aware that like 
in the newer Marvel movies, Iron Man was like Spider-Man's surrogate dad. Like, not canonically, right? Like, it was it was something that was kind of like people took out of it. Kind of, yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, yeah he was, like the Iron Man was a father figure for, for Spider-Man. Yeah, and it wasn't like explicitly like, hey, son, but it's like everybody was like, he's essentially Spider-Man's dad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then and then like in the new God of War game, Kratos, who does some truly reprehensible things in the first couple of games, uh, the studio was like, "Ah, oh, that kind of sucked, actually. Let's switch this up." And he has a son now. Okay. Um, and then like the the Last of Us series, the first game is about Joel becoming a father figure for a young child, and it's like a kind of an ongoing theme in media. Okay. And so I thought. We could datify Mr. Ed, popular television horse from the 60s. The problem with that is I don't know anything about Mr. Ed. He's just the talking horse. I. I don't know anything about... It's a reboot, though. I think... So we, we come up with what Mr. Ed is like. <laughs> what if it's like... Okay. So it's datification. Uh-huh. But maybe it's not necessarily taking the IP. Maybe it's like hints of flavor hints of ed hints of ed because i don't know what he did i don't know what that show is about so i feel like i can't truly data the wiki pulled up okay all right what do you got on the wiki um, as evidenced in past shows i know nothing about mr ed it's very yeah, clear I, I do not know mr ed i just know he's a talking horse who is popular on tv so before before i read this um I thought that it was about a talking horse who gave like was doling out life lessons. Okay. Uh, I was wrong. Um, Mr. Ed is a talking Palomino who is played by Gelding Bamboo Harvester. Mm -hmm. That feels like it might be a not right. Well, that's and, um, uh, Jessica did make me guess on Mr. Ed's the horse's actual name, and I got that oh. wrong. <laughs> it is Bamboo oh. Harvester. Gotcha. That's the actual horse's name. Yes. I forgot that that was an actor horse yes. that they just shoved peanut butter in his mouth. <laughs> yes. um, the role of Ed's owner, a genial but somewhat klutzy architect named Wilbur Post, um, lived in Los Angeles. The program's gags follow from Mr. Ed's tendency to talk only to Wilbur, his skills as an obnoxious and inconsiderate troublemaker, and his pre precociously human-like behavior that far exceeds anything those around Wilbur expect of a horse. Uh, a running gag is that other characters hearing Wilbur and Ed talking to ask who he's talking to. Um, this is not as punchy as I hoped it would be. What I can tell is that Mr. Ed is a little rascal. Yeah, sounds like it. Basically just lived in this guy's house because it says it takes place in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles. I don't which... not. I do not know where Mr. Ed lives. San Fernando. <laughs> that's, I guess that's it. I, if you're not feeling it, if you feel like we can't pull something out of this, then we do not have to do it. I just really wanted my idea to be heard. <laughs> I think we can definitely use it as a jumping off point, but I'd love to see what we can okay. generate with this title generator and see if maybe either we can smash the two together or kind of yeah. like make it work more towards what we need. Okay, so with the title generator, um, I have it up for you right now. I can I'm looking at it, shuffle yeah. once if you'd like to shuffle before we truly start it. Yeah, let's shuffle okay. that bad boy. All right, so our our options are you, adventure, or cowgirl. What are you feeling? Am I the adventure cowgirl? 
No, we pick one for the starting word. <laughs> okay, but got you it, could got it, got be it. if you wanted in your heart to be the adventure cowgirl. I feel I'll I'll you know what I'll do that on my own time. Okay. Um, adventure. All right, adventure. Um, the of horse, or we can shuffle. Adven- adventure horse. Adventure horse. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a, adventure horse called. I'm gonna give it another shuffle because we did just do a horse called bear. So uh, okay, I'm gonna give it another shuffle. All right, trigger devil escape. Adventure horse. Oh, these are all so good. They're very good. Options are trigger devil or escape. Oh my goodness. I, f- um, I feel like we're missing kind of the the actual sentence structure of gr- English grammar. Um. That's fine. <laughs> but if you like one of these words, I can type it in in a way that makes more sense. Okay. Escape. Okay. Do you want to do like escapes with an S? If we, yeah, that might be better. Okay. I was having a really good time imagining this as like a horse anime where they have like those, like like sometimes the titles don't really make sense. Okay. I don't know. I would love to try to make an anime. Adventure horse es- escapes horse. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. What does that mean? <laughs> it's a it's a movie about not Mr. Ed being chased by a bigger, angrier horse <laughs> across the country, and it's like a road trip movie. I want to put a. I want to put some kind of descriptor after horse because I love it. I love that. Okay. I love that vibe. But like. The word that's popping into my head is jail. Ah. <laughs> Adventure, Ad- horse Adventure horse escapes horse jail. <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> that's really good. Okay. Do a prison break movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Isn't that what Spirit was? That animated horse Kind movie? of. Wasn't he basically in like an army horse jail? Yeah, kind of. Only General Custer. Why is Justin on know. this list? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. Adventure st- Horse Escapes Horse Jail Justin. <laughs> Justin's a code word. <laughs> I'm stopping it here. I think Adventure Horse Escapes Horse Jail is very good. <laughs> okay, so already oh, we're off man. to a very good start. Um, I will say I love your dad vibe, but I think that this is better. This is better. No, you're absolutely right. I'm you're absolutely I'm right. I'm so glad we got to hear about Dad, Mr. Ed, and I think that that's definitely something we can pocket. Um, you know, I had a really good idea for a Mr. Ed gritty reboot. Yeah. It's an HBO series. <laughs> um, he finds a young horse, and it's in a Mad Max-style apocalypse scape. Oh, very good. Excellent. I think that, um, I think that if you- Your idea's better, though. I, not my idea. That's truly, truly. This generated. idea is better. Truly though. generated. Um, I think that if if you pocket that right, then it gives mm-hmm. you an excuse for me to be like, "Hey, Lachlan should come back on the show." I'd be more than happy to come back on and talk about yeah. gritty gritty horse reboots. Gritty horse reboots. <laughs> Anytime you guys want to do a reboot episode, I am here. Okay. All right. I'm your reboot expert. Excellent. Or something. I I don't know. Love I don't know, it. man. Okay, so Adventure Horse Escapes Horse Jail. We we gotta start this movie. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Is it an anime? Or is it like Mad Max? Or is it a Mad Max anime? 
We really can just put words in any order and expect <laughs> them to mean something, huh? I don't know if Mad Max anime is actually a thing because I don't know anything about anime, but... Me either. Okay. I know enough about animation that I, we could do more of like animated movie, right? Like maybe not necessarily like anime, but like old school Disney animation or new school Disney Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like Pixar because I don't. I feel like it's too soft for this. Like this needs some like spice. Any yeah, uh, needs a little bit of grit. Yeah, so just a little, just a little bit. I feel like it could be good as an animated. Maybe it's like an indie company animates this movie. Gotcha. So, you know, it the style could be similar to kind of Japanese anime. Or if if we wanted, uh-huh. if we wanted to um, bring back the Mr. Ed thing, it is live action and it's just a bunch of horses with a bunch of peanut butter in their mouths. That's not adventure horse. <laughs> That's talking horse. It could horse. be. <laughs> well, the horse goes on adventures, doesn't he? So, but it really is a question. No, it doesn't have to be live action. Is it? But what are we feeling? Live action, animation? Because either one, I think, gives us good starting points. But I think that it's, this is an idea that I think is so important to start with, like, what does it visually look like? Because Adventure Horse is such a strong, evocative sound, right? It is, yeah. I think we should go with animated. Okay, animated. Um, I think that we can, think. we don't necessarily have to pin down exactly what the animation looks like, because... We're in a podcast medium. Y'all just come up with it in your brains. But I think in it terms looks of- however, whatever animation style you have in your head right now, that's it. That's, you got that's it. That's the one. I do think we need to figure out what the structure of this movie is kind of like. And I know some animated movies tend to do different things. Yeah. But I, I um, think, yeah, it's got to be fast paced for sure. It's for sure an action flick. Yeah. Now. So the, the full title is Action Horse Escapes Horse Jail, Adventure correct? Horse. Adventure, so sorry. Adventure Horse escapes Horse Jail. Because here's the thing. I think Adventure Horse gives me more of an Indiana Jones vibe where Action Horse gives me Fast and Furious. So I need I need, right. I need, need more of that like Indiana Jones of like, I'm going to get into some scrapes, but going to make it through. And it's not my, yeah. not my day job, right? It's not James Bond. It's not like, it's just like, whoops, whoops. Now we're now we're going. Whoops! Uh oh! Uh oh! <laughs> uh oh! We've uh we've uh on an adventure now. When you brought up Indiana Jones, I like the idea of this horse literally having a day job. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: I think that's easy to do, right? Like it could yeah. be. Is it a horse that? Ooh, okay. How sad do we want this to be? And not like sad, sad, but like depressing. Not depressing. Like disappointing. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Disappointing. Because here's what I was thinking. Like a horse whose day job is to do like at a county fair to let like three-year-olds ride on its back. Oh, that is a bummer. Right? But, but that by, is kind of depressing by, to think about. By night, adventure horse. By night, he's adventure. See, when, that, when you said sad, I started trying to brainstorm like sad day jobs for a horse. <laughs> and I was thinking... <laughs> Not something I thought I'd be thinking about today, even though I knew I was doing this show. <laughs> Works um, in an office, has a tie on. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it's like those old timey like push things, like a like a huge gear, and a bunch of people would be yeah, walking like a mill. around it, pushing into this, like a mill. Yeah, but it's just a horse doing that. Well, I think would be very d- sad. They did do mills, um, and I was thinking I know, the and same I think thing. that they were miserable when yeah. they, when they did <laughs> that, or like plowing fields or something. Um, I feel like what we're leaning into, though, is we do have a time period. 
I think. I think we are yeah. kind of leaning slightly Indiana Jones, which is like 40s, 50s, right? I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, Nazis, you know, right. 40s. Yeah. So I feel like, and I think that works. If we did that, I still think, I mean, there was, you know, vehicles in the 40s and the 50s. So I'm wondering, like, what a, Correct. What a job. Because, again, the span of horse jobs is relevant to kind of uh powered vehicles that we had that's yeah so i still think county fair would be fun let's go with county fair okay. that's just the right amount of depressing yeah so county fair now here's the question is it is this the origin story or is this like a installment because if it's origin story it's like sad depressing day job suddenly leads into adventure but if it's like this, if it's like Indiana if Jones, if this is a franchise, yeah, right. Like this happens to this horse all the time. Then it's mm -hmm. like sad, depressing day job. But don't worry, I'm about to go on an adventure. So there's two different kind of styles that we could do. I think. Gotcha. Maybe our horse is content in his sad, sad job because he doesn't know it's a sad, sad job. Right. However, he is wrongfully accused yes. of a crime and thrown into horse jail. Horse jail. Okay. Now. Here's my question. Because this is a weird dystopian <laughs> world where horses go to literal jail. That's what I was going to ask. Is it like a real jail or is it like this horse gets put in a stall that's too small and thinks I'm in jail now? Real jail. <laughs> real jail. All right. Real jail it is. Okay. So I feel like I, I, I know I'm probably incorrect, but I feel like there is a law at some point in history about you like because there was a case i think it involved a dog of someone trying to put the crime on the dog and like it created a law of like owners of pet domesticated animals are responsible for any crimes that their animals that commit. Their pet commit yeah <laughs> and i don't know when this law came into pass i, I just because i just remember reading it and i don't remember the details but I remember thinking, oh, that makes sense, right? Like, you can't charge a dog with mauling somebody because it's the owner's responsibility to keep their pet. Keep their dog in check. Yeah, in check. So I'm wondering if maybe this is like. That law doesn't happen. Right. That's, this, that law doesn't exist doesn't in this exist world. It doesn't exist in this world. I like it because that gives us kind of like a place for it to be a little bit of a suspension of disbelief, right? It's still within the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. Now, do we want. Is this horse getting sent to people jail <laughs> yes. or is yes. it being sent to a special horse jail full of horses? No, I think it needs to be people jail. It's people jail. Because I okay. think that that right. would be so funny. That's perfect. I love it. Okay. Now here's the question. What kind yes. of, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like humanization are we giving this horse? Is this horse, now again, we're in animation, so we can do a lot. But mm -hmm. is this horse like... Thinking, speaking, conscious, or is this horse kind of like humanized, but we have a human companion that like is essentially facilitating some things? Maybe it's kind of like, oh, what's the example I'm thinking of? Like, you know, those animal movies where they can like talk like people, people uh, to other animals, mm -hmm. but whenever a human hears them, it's just them meowing or barking like crazy. Right. 
but they do. Maybe it's kind of like that. So like a little bit of Babe, right? Where they like go on their own. Yes, Babe. <laughs> go on their own adventure. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I had a feeling you were. Um, so they go on their own adventure. Or Charlotte's Web. Yeah, Charlotte's Web is a good one too. Charlotte Web, Charlotte's Web is a good, because there's no human facilitator in that story. Right, like it's just the animals doing what they do. I think there is like human- pretty sure the most a human does is it takes the web, yeah. and makes it an attraction. Which honestly, good on them. That's an enterprising gentleman there. <laughs> right. Um, they must have been so starved for <laughs> entertainment back then. <laughs> just real quick, come look at this spider's web. It's got words in it. <laughs> I can't read, but that looks like letters, right? <laughs> Okay, so within the animal world, this horse is fully intelligent and, and talks and that kind of stuff. Within the human yeah. world, cannot communicate with humans, but it does have a higher sense of intelligence, I feel like. Um, yes, again, which is animation. why they are able to be held accountable right. and put into right. real people jail. Real people jail. Because um, I was thinking, like, does this horse talk to the people in this jail or is there someone in the jail that takes a liking to this horse? But I think that from what you're describing, it is, I think, there's still a divide, right? Like, it, narratively, there'll be a divide between animals and people. So I think what mm -hmm. would happen maybe is a little more Cinderella-y where it's like the mice let the horse out or something like that, right? Like, yeah. the animals within within this area conspire to release this horse and therefore that leads to an adventure with animals not with like a human being like i'm also escaping and i'm taking this horse with me like because those are two different ideas yeah those are those are two very different movies i feel like if we're doing with just animal adventure which i love because i don't think we've truly done a horse movie that's just horses and no people which i really like um, again, I, 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 I love it. <laughs> Bad I horse it. movie. Um, this is just supposed to be as kitschy and tropey as we can. So again, so yes. we need to lean into that babe a little bit. Um, so maybe we we start with like it opens and this horse you know walks in circles with three year olds on its back, but is really nice to like the mice who eat the popcorn from the county fair. Of course, do yeah. we like mice? Do we like birds? Squirrels? Birds. Because I'm pretty sure Templeton the Rat was like a big deal. Okay. Like in, uh, that was Charlotte's Web, but I'm pretty sure in Babe there was a rat or something that liked food. So birds. Birds. Do you like squirrels? Is squirrels anything? Chipmunks? Uh, if we want to make it, yeah. Because I mean, I don't know if you remember in every animated movie featuring animals in like the mid 2000s, they all had a hyperactive squirrel. And yes. I think putting that trope in this movie <laughs> is probably a really good idea. Good idea. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So we need to name this horse, I think, You're first. Right, we do. Because I cannot keep saying horse when, when we've created the main character without a name. Now, um, do we want this horse to be named Velvet Dad? <laughs> this is an audio medium but i did just make a very intrigued face yeah lachlan was very into that idea i think this horse's name might is just velvet dad velvet dad okay. i think it's just velvet dad does is the shortened name of velvet dad just dad <laughs> <laughs> do all the animals just call him dad is he voiced by i'm trying to think of like a really good um Who's the gentleman on Parks and Rec that's angry? Nick Offerman? Yes. Is he voiced by Nick Offerman? 
because Nick Offerman's got a I kind of like voice. That. His voice is a delight. So I feel, and I feel like if if this horse, if Velvet Dad is voiced by Nick Offerman, I would not be opposed to any animal calling him Dad. I think that it, yeah. Okay, and which I really like because Adventure Horse and Dad do not go together. No. So it is dad adventure. We've done your dad it's adventure. It's a dad adventure. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who's the young horse that he takes under his wing? I think, oh, I think it needs to be like not a horse maybe. Oh, yes. A human child. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were separating the humans from this. <laughs> I know, but I like that idea a lot. Oh, man. Okay. Oh my goodness! Okay, no, it's not a human it's child. Not a it's human not. child. No. Um, uh, puppy. 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 Okay. Perfect. It's adorable. I'm sure the marketing team is gonna love it. Yeah. Again, you can draw real cute. Like we can get some lady in the tramp style animations oh, for dogs, yes. like real cute, but scrawny, scruffy, rough looking. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. So this dog. Like a mutt. Yes, a mutt. This dog absolutely has to help break dad out of jail for sure okay so i love i for for a second i forgot what we named our horse and i thought that you were referring to our father which is a little weird because we do not share a father you're standing in for jessica don't you remember <laughs> i do remember that and then you told me i didn't have to be jessica you don't you do not um please don't actually i would prefer I to don't. prefer to keep lachlan Those, and jessica separate them some big shoes to fill i wouldn't do that even if i could <laughs> Okay, so we need to name this puppy now, too. I think, because I think this is important. Unless. Unless. Sunny. Sunny. Because sun, sunny. Yes, it works on levels. Yeah. Many. Levels. And of I, them. It's, it's, less, it's less, I think, uh, abrasive than just sun for it to be, like, real dad-ish, but it's got that, like, sun flavor. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so. Who's the, who plays the boy? Who? That's a good question. So we actually one of just... the Stranger Things kids phone it in. Mm, well, I feel like just make it a Stranger Things kid. <laughs> I feel like we could we could come up with someone really good. One of them. But also, so one of the things that we were doing was we were doing casting. But Jessica and I stopped doing casting because we don't know anything about the Hollywood industry currently. I know more than she does, but um, so it made casting tough. I do like that we've picked Nick Offerman a lot. Um, those last episode we picked Kate McKinnon. So we always have like one that's really like standing out, but I'm wondering if that should just be the open casting of like any, yeah. what's our boy child, whoever, someone. I do want to real quick pitch Ben Schwartz. As the child? Yeah. Have you heard how high is, like he plays, um, I believe Huey in DuckTales. Oh, see, I haven't, I haven't heard. So I would, I trust you. I just was like, yeah, I think it would be really good. Okay. It's again, very Parks and Rec. Oh, darn. <laughs> Not that it's bad. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I just think that that's funny that that's where our casting choices I are I just going. don't want people to only think that the only like actors I know are from <laughs> Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Rec. Yeah. Um, I definitely think there's so many options. I'm thinking of, um, why can't I think of his name? The actor who played Philip Hamilton in the original cast of Broadway's Hamilton, Anthony Ramos. Oh, if you asked my Anthony Ramos, if you asked my sister about this, yeah. they would like she'd have the answer like that. Yeah, but I'm awful. No, Anthony Ramos. He, I, he's, he's got like a youthful voice. Anyways, that's not my final decision. I think that I think that the casting choice for Sonny can be whoever. 
tweet at cult classics if you have an idea for Sunny, casting choice for Sunny. Okay. So I definitely think Sunny probably hangs around this county fair. Yeah. For sure. So that's kind of what's happening. Sunny Sunny sees the horse get wrongly arrested. Yeah. Or sees dad get uh wrongly arrested. What is this crime? I need to we need to figure out what this crime is. Ate too many oats. <laughs> I think maybe it has something to do with. I mean, okay, how dark can how dark can we go? I think PG thirteen dark. Yeah, I believe yeah. is the parameter. It is you the set. parameter. I'm just thinking like what's Disney goes pretty dark. Like Bambi's mom yeah. dies right off the bat. So <laughs> yeah, like not. I believe it's not even like four minutes into the movie, right? And ba- Bambi's mother eats it, just completely gone. So I know that we can go kind of dark, but I, what I'm wondering okay. is like what kind of dark. Because I'm thinking it's definitely not going to be shown on screen. Whatever the crime is <laughs> happens off screen. What? 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 No. <laughs> Can you say it without swearing? <laughs> Dad falls on a child. <laughs> is it bad that I was kind of thinking the same thing? Oh, gosh. I was thinking a child gets injured. Again, okay. off screen, it's not described, it's just sad. All right. And it's like the last place this child was, was by, at the county fair by themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why the blame falls to Velvet Dad. Gotcha. Because real dad of that child wasn't, wasn't there. Wasn't around. And it looks like hoof marks or something that's like implying it was a horse they take they take velvet dad's hoof prints well I don't think and they that... match it what's in the database i don't think first of all we're in the 40s i know <laughs> second of all i think it needs to be some some animal is setting up velvet dad or person maybe okay it's it's the king raccoon <laughs> who lives at the county fair okay all right because i was thinking velvet dad is human. trying to because there's there's there. Oh, it could be a human. Because I was probably. thinking if like whoever runs the horse ride section of the county fair could have a beef with another person, another vendor at the fair. And so that okay. vendor's trying to set him up. So it's like it's the it's the inciting action that has no precedent on the actual horse story, right? Like right. unless you want to bring King Raccoon back in at the end, which I also like. Like how circular I really like King Raccoon. how circular do we want to make this? I don't know, man. <laughs> Because it could be, could be anything. Can I can I say the thing that I yes, the, the idea that I had please, just please, real please. quick? Okay, there is King Raccoon. Mm-hmm. King Raccoon is effectively the county fair mafia boss because animals have there's there there's an economy surrounding fair food. Okay. The King Raccoon is he effectually effectively has like a stranglehold on the food economy of this fair. Uh huh. Um, Velvet Dad kind of fights against it, and eventually uh, King Raccoon has had enough, and somehow, with, like, I imagine an elaborate Rube Goldberg machine (laughs) ends up framing him for whatever happens to that kid. Okay, let me modify that. I like that. Let me modify it. Okay. So, I think that um, I love the idea of the fair food being the economy. I think the thing is, maybe Velvet Dad's owner is also very nice and so velvet dad and the owner end up or maybe whatever whatever happens is essentially velvet dad feeds the scragglers right 
Sunny. The birds. The birds, right? For free. There's no exchange of anything. But Velvet Dad doesn't know. Because Velvet Dad isn't trying to like work against King Raccoon. Velvet Dad just is yeah. that nice. Okay. Exactly. So Velvet Dad's a good man. Yeah. So that's not that's not it's not like, oh, I'm trying to harm the system. Just oops, that's what the way it is. And I think with that too, um, that would be more of the like, why have I been accused of this? Because there's no like connecting the dots, because Velvet Dad doesn't yeah. know. And then I think the other thing is I don't know if we would have to explain how King Raccoon frames Velvet Dad. I think it just could just be. Okay. Because again, I, that's probably smarter. It's a, it's just an inciting incident, right? Like if we have mm -hmm. to, ex if we come back to it at the end, we can figure out a way to explain it. But right now, this is just the precedent for Velvet Dad to get broken out of jail. Yes. Okay. So I do like this okay. a lot. So this is very like, again, it's got like Aristocats Lady and the Tramp vibe, yeah. like where it's like this animal culture that like sometimes there are humans but they're not really directly involved yeah okay very good yeah 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 yes yes yes, yes. okay oh this is very good so far. <laughs> we're making a good horse movie lachlan <laughs> oh you're right <laughs> it's okay um, it's full of tropes so i think so far we're doing okay and making it kind of bad i think that in terms of hmm, it's also not a it's also not a horse movie so far this is like an animated movie for Oh man, I ruined I ruined the whole formula. <laughs> I am here to completely ruin the formula. So both of us together just lit it on fire. Yeah. That's okay. We knew this this was gonna happen going in. We are the king raccoons of this <laughs> garbage fire of an episode. Yeah. Yup. Okay. So excellent. I like where we're at right now. So Sunny helps break dad out of jail. Um, and the birds help. And then they Naturally. Right. So we escape and we everybody runs off to somewhere. But here's the thing. They did just break out of a real people jail mm -hmm. that they were keeping a horse in. <laughs> yes. So that means that the real people police are going to be hunting Velvet Dad. Yes, correct. And so that is the that's the premise of the escape. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, what I'm wondering is what kind of environment are we in? Because we have, t I think we have a couple options, but the thing that's coming to my head is like the Midwest for me. Yeah, or like even more wet, like even more like, like not old west, but enough that there's like plains and caves, like Utah. Yeah, there we go, Utah. Because um, because if it was like, you know, northeast. You would be in the woods. You would be, you know, hiding from bears. Like, I feel like those are different elements. Yeah, you're right. Which I think so you good. want. So you want, instead of being chased by bears that uh, Velvet Dad can communicate with, you want Velvet Dad to be chased by the threat of uh, dehydration. <laughs> or coyotes. Or coyotes. I feel like dehydration is going to be the bigger. I mean, I think you could still make that dramatic. No, yeah, you're right. I but I really feel like the visual Plus you plus you get that great scene where they're both very thirsty and they see the beautiful oasis yes, with a single palm tree yeah. and it's a mirage. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> For sure. I just feel like if you do something with planes, you can have really nice like shots of the horse running 
and like the horse and the dog yep. and some birds. Do- dog rides on the horse's back. Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, that needs to be a scene of like, I'm oh, tired, Sonny Dad. is tired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cute. I like that. Um, God, the datification in this, <laughs> it's really ham-fisted on our part, huh? This is on you. You did this. This is my fault. <laughs> like, I didn't expect it to be subtle, but we're really just like cramming it in the potential viewer's eyeballs, huh? Yep. No, I do oh, really like man. the idea of of putting parallel scenes of this horse and dog and maybe some birds like escaping and then the police like tracking them. Now, would it be worse if the police were tracking them on horseback? Oh, that that feels like you're adding you're rubbing salt in Velvet Dad's wounds. Yeah, so I don't have to. It could just be cop cars um, across the place. I I feel like that's way funnier. <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> I'm imagining like a really really wide shot with just silhouettes of Velvet Dad with a tiny dog on his back sprinting and then a bunch of cars <laughs> kicking up dust behind him. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Oh, oh shoot. Okay, so I definitely think that, like, <sighs> it's going to be, you know, a fugitive movie in the middle. Yes. So we're going to encounter some obstacles so, and... Yeah. Which, coyotes. Mm-hmm. I think dehydration course. is great. Like maybe. Hydration. Oh, you know what you can do? It's an animated movie. We can do a psychedelic mm-hmm. sequence. Oh, you're right. Where they're both delirious yep. from, you know, heat exhaustion. Yeah, yep. yep. And it feels so weird to say this about a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that's a real problem in, like, horse racing yeah. and whatnot. But seeing as this is, like, a sentient being, yeah. it's weird to be... I don't know, man. <laughs> it's all just very wacky. I think probably what happens is, like, the birds, I don't know, find a water source for them, right? And revive them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we fix that problem. Oh, you know what? Hmm. If we really want to like make a whole bunch of money off this movie the birds fly away for a little bit and then they come back and they've got a crisp delicious clean nestle water bottle no (laughs) we've we've given this a time period my dude Uh, nestle existed back then yeah i don't feel like i don't feel like oh they might have not done bottle plastic water water. it was not what plastic water bottles was not really like prevalent in the 40s they bring back a vacuum sealed hydro flask <laughs> even worse <laughs> oh my gosh i yeah no product placement in this because i think yeah that i'm willing this, to abandon that this is dumb. already like anti-authority <laughs> anti-horse jail <laughs> yeah H- horses do not belong in prison we're making a very bold statement with this movie very strong strong statement oh yeah this I- is a hill i'll die on <laughs> I need to know kind of what this plot is because, I mean, it's bad, which is great. We're doing so good on that. But what I'm wondering is, is it a plot of like, um, do we have the plot where they recapture Velvet Dad and then they catch him and then new evidence comes to light? Or I don't know. Like there's there's a bunch of things that could happen. Velvet Dad saves their lives, and they're like, "Oh, it's, never mind. It's a good horse, right?" Like there's options with that, or something happens so that they stop chasing him. What are you thinking? You you have you have the most scheming <laughs> face on. What are you thinking? They catch Velvet Dad. 
Yes. Velvet Dad goes to court. <laughs> Already bad. <laughs> Vel- Velvet Dad gets a nobody wants to take his case. It becomes a national media circus. But the old timey or the the old fashioned chicken lawyer from Futurama comes and ref- represents him. No, we can't. Oh, we can't steal IP. Okay, then it's just a normal chicken lawyer. <laughs> just a normal chicken lawyer. Okay, and we're breaking and it's our great rules there. Nobody can understand chicken lawyer. He still somehow goes free. He walks completely innocent. A hun- unanimous jury decision. I hate it so much. <laughs> I really don't like it. I knew it was bad. <laughs> it just made me giggle. I so like I the idea it. of the court case, although I also hate that. I can't decide if I like it or hate it. I feel like it kind of subverts expectations. It does. Ninety thousand percent of comedy. Yeah, it's just not very adventure horse. You're right. I really want to like lean into adventure horse escapes horse jail. We need okay. we need a real right. adventure. I was really I was thinking about a twist like at the end of uh, Monty Python's The Holy Grail okay. <laughs> where they get arrested by real cops. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we need to lean more into the adventure. Like right now You're it's right. fugitive, which is great, but that's like the the starting point for adventure. So I think maybe what needs to happen is that we get to this place, right? We've got, we've have a little fugitive section, midsection. Mm-hmm. And then something needs to happen that is the adventure. Like, what is they it? They befriend a runt coyote. Okay. Like, it's the runt and it's bullied by the big coyotes. Okay. And the runt tells them about a magical place up north called Canada <laughs> where it is illegal to extradite horses. <laughs> Again. I don't know how much of this is an adventure or still fugitive. There's, there is, it's still kind of fugitive-y, but the adventure is their journey to this mystical land that they don't, that they know nothing about. I'm wondering, I'm just trying to think of like. I know I'm making this really hard on you, by the way, because all my ideas are bad. I I mean, it's so great though, because we need the bad ideas because lately I've been doing too good. So we just need to be terrible. Too good at this thing. Too good at this thing. Uh, the the thing I'm thinking, like, I'm I'm looking at your idea, and I don't okay. I don't hate it. I definitely don't. But I'm thinking, like, what's what's very Indiana Jones, right? Like, because it, to, is there a magical item that needs to be yeah, recovered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something like another quest like needs to happen like mid this movie. I feel like. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like they've there's a there's a prompt for getting to this point. And then this point is what starts an adventure. Cuz I'm thinking like Indiana Jones It's that same coyote. <laughs> okay. But tells them about a mystical orb. <laughs> okay. That is shaped like a horse. <laughs> and that's that's orb from the future. Or maybe the advent, maybe maybe through a series of like misadventures, um, that end up, uh, uh, Velvet Dad does end up at the Kentucky Derby, which isn't happening in Kentucky, which is weird. Um, or it could be happening in Kentucky. And wins. We could go all the way to Kentucky. We could trek the opposite. Traveling east. Yeah. Yeah. We could. I like that. I feel like that's something. 
Velvet Dad wins the Kentucky Derby <laughs> yeah. after, shortly after escaping real prison. Yeah. That feels very <laughs> fast and furious a little bit. It feels like if you oh, made it in- We can't stick to a genre. <laughs> well, it's- or At least I can't. It's an adventure movie. It doesn't have to You're be right. a specific genre. I, I like that oh, a, a little bit more than just like just fugitive escaping. I like that there's like a goal somewhere in there. The horse Wait. that wins the Kentucky Derby in this universe has complete legal immunity yes! from the law. Yes! <laughs> That's not exactly what I was thinking, but it's so much better than what I was thinking. What were, what were you thinking? I, I was I just thinking it. like... He wins the Kentucky Derby, and they're like, oh, this horse can't be bad. This horse won the Kentucky <laughs> Derby. Again, not a good horse movie. Oh, man. I like the idea of it being like this. There are, there, however many Kentucky Derbies there have been, there is that number of horses in the world who can commit legal crimes <laughs> I, and are immune from the law. I like the idea of turning the Derby into like a trial, essentially. Oh. You know, like it's all the like outlaw horses. Race for immunity. <laughs> and so that's like, so that's so dystopian. Okay. That, well, listen, this is the Hunger Games for horses. Yes, well, listen, 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 listen. Velvet Dad gets to this race. It's all a bunch of rough, grizzled horses. Some of them have scars. They have scars over yeah. their eyes to indicate that they're evil. <laughs> Velvet Dad's just this nice-looking dad horse that's like, guess I have to win so I don't get put back in jail. Oh, oh boy, here I go running again. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I like this a lot because it's so bad. I would watch this movie. I would, too. I would watch it and be like, uh, I guess. I mean, I guess there's no rules. It's animated. I... Sure. Doesn't seem to really stick to any one plot point. It just sort of does its own thing. First, it's a small time county fair, and then he's a fugitive, and now he's racing in the Kentucky Derby. There's totally a plot. Critically panned, twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm already calling it though because it still sticks with this like outlaw line, right? Like, and then I I think that that's great. I think maybe too. I don't know if we want to bring King Raccoon back in at the end. Because I just feel like it would be funny <sighs> to be like King Raccoon to be like, threat. <laughs> King Raccoon's cousin is in charge of the Kentucky Derby. Well, we talked about like how humanized oh, they, we are. No, I think I it would like be that. like. <laughs> yeah, that was word spaghetti. Now, I, that was nothing. Uh, don't worry. King, uh, King Raccoon's cousin could be in charge of like an underground betting with animals. If we're still talking about a food oh. economy, right? Like, here's three crackers. And if yeah. I win, I get that big birthday cake you scoured out of the trash. <laughs> the big whole birthday yeah, cake yeah, yeah. that someone threw yeah. away. I will trade you four hot pockets <laughs> for that filet mignon that someone threw away. Whole filet mignon. Well, it's it's a betting situation, right? Like I bet on this horse, and so so then oh, Sunny yes. could bet on Velvet Dad. Yeah, and then they have so much food, they make their way back to that small fairground yeah. and give it to the people. Yes. Redistributing wealth. And then King Raccoon is out of being the boss. Completely out of being the boss. Like it's a it's a it's a like 18 foot U-Haul truck full of non-perishable food items. <laughs> Which we don't explain why that works because it's like No, we don't. Absolutely not. Cuz it's like, uh, aren't there aren't there people like not interacting with animals? Don't worry about it. 
Don't worry about it. Don't just, it's a bad horse movie. just enjoy the movie. Just enjoy the movie. Just enjoy it. So, okay. So I feel like we've, we've come around on a couple things. Do we still want to yeah. be set in the forties? Cause we don't have to, everything we've said has not really been specifically tied to a time. Yeah. It could be like, like the, the problem is all the things we've said, it could take place in any sort any of time, time period. Yeah. And there was there isn't anything that I'm feeling like we drastically need technology or lack thereof. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like 40s is a good space to kind of live like Aristocats kind of has that like. Tw- it's Plus 20s. you get those like cool old timey cop cars yeah. with the like dome light on okay. the top. All right. So if we're still feeling 40s, great. Love that. Yeah. Is there anything we're missing? I don't know. Have we cemented how winning the Kentucky winning the Kentucky Derby is going to make Sonny very rich in food, and then they redistribute that wealth? Yes, I really like that. And effectively put King Raccoon. I, is his name just King Raccoon, or have we be. just been calling him no, that? It's King Raccoon. I love okay. that. Unless it's something like any, or it could be something really intimidating. Like what's a good like mafia boss name? Murphy. No, that's nothing. Uh, do we want to do like a riff off of like Al Capone or, um, I can't think of any other mafia boss names cause, uh, John Gotti. Okay. I think anything with, uh, Alfredo Garcia. Is that real? I feel like that's something my mom used to say and I've kind of latched onto it. I don't know if Alfredo Garcia is a real person. I might be from a movie. I mean, we could just legit call this raccoon fettuccine. <laughs> Especially after his favorite Italian we're dish. Going with the food and it's got Italian kind of vibes to it. Do you like oh, that? Okay. It. That's really good. And he wears a noodle necklace yes. instead of a gold chain. Yes. I think too this this the design for this raccoon has to be like the fur pattern has to be like a suit. Oh, absolutely. Like I definitely think the yeah. traditional raccoon mask, obviously. But I think like the stripes have to really kind of emulate a kind of like nice three-piece suit. And he walks on both his hind legs. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I love this a lot. Why do I like this raccoon better than Velvet Dad? Velvet Dad is our dad horse. <laughs> all we've said all we've said about Velvet Dad is that he's a horse. <laughs> that looks like a dad. That's it. That's it. All we've said is horse <laughs> and his name. Velvet. He's a horse and he has a name. Velvet That's Dad. it. That's the main character. Yep. I really would love to see someone take on the challenge of trying to design an animated horse that's got dad energy. Like, I really would love to see yeah. that. Also, actually, you know who else might be good for... No, never mind. Stick with Nick Offerman. I mean, we can throw some other ideas out there. I feel like this is a good Twitter conversation. Like, if y'all have casting ideas, yeah. for sure. Uh, I was going to pitch David Harbour because I feel like he's got that dad energy and mm-hmm. he's pretty hot right mm-hmm. now. He's pretty in demand. I don't know if we could get him for our indie it's animated true. horse movie. I feel but... like Nick Offerman would be into our indie animated horse movie. Yeah. So I feel like. I mean, he's been doing some. He does weird stuff. Yeah. He does voice work a lot. He does a lot of in- independent movies um, I've seen him in. Um, okay. I love this. So in terms of just like characters that we have for casting things, if you if anybody listening wants to try to like come up with some casting ideas, we do need a, a voice for Sonny, who is a young mm-hmm. mutt who I think, I mean, I think could be a dude, could also be a girl. I think it doesn't really matter. It's a young mutt, right? Like, it's a young voice. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And Sunny is spelled S-O-N-N-I. Okay. All right. That was not what I was picturing, but I'm here for it. I I do not have any qualms about that. Um, I think Fettuccini 
needs to be. <laughs> I already forgot we named him that. <laughs> needs to be a beautiful, <laughs> just. I don't want to just a just like real Italian, like a real silky voice. Real Italian though, like I okay. I don't want I don't want to emulate like what they did in Zootopia with the um the boss. Oh, the little vol. Yeah, I, think. I love that because it was just a Godfather ripoff, right? Like yeah. excellent, great, beautiful, love that. We're not gonna do that because we need it to just be like mob boss trope, not necessarily just a Godfather. Um, but yeah. I think Italian or or like. Russian if we wanted to try I just think that would be a really weird push with fettuccine um and we're talking like you know 40s is got that Italian mob boss flavor I think so yeah so yeah that doesn't necessarily have to be Italian accent but just he's got the flavor the flavor yeah. yeah and then that's what's important I think those are the big the big um big ones we have oh I just had a thought I think it would be really yes. fun if we had the scene where um, we're racing in the derby is all of the police officers are in the stands <laughs> just like cheering this horse <laughs> on. Because I think that I, I love I that. think that at some point the police officers like start cheering for Velvet Dad secretly. Right. Like because yeah. they get impressed. And then again, again, we only see the police officers every so often, like just when we need to amp up the tension, we bring them back mm-hmm. in. Uh, but I think that would be really funny to see him in the stands like, yeah. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that they were also on the racetrack, <laughs> like <laughs> chasing behind him in the car. <laughs> in the car. No, I think with it being a circular track, that wouldn't be as funny. But I love that. Yeah, no, I love right. that concept. I just think that having just pulling them back in at the end being like, there they are. Hooray. Hey, and then it's like, oh, cool. You're free. They're cheering for Velvet Dad now. Yeah. And it's like Velvet Dad wins, and they they like leave. <laughs> they just the peace. Like well, well, peace out. He's got immunity. <laughs> Nothing we can do about Nothing it. Nothing we can do about it, boys. Pack it up. Let's go. Pack it back up. Let's get back to the precinct. Anita Donut. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I know about police. <laughs> Very good. Good. I like it. I that that is going to be a canonical line in this movie. Um, <laughs> Perfect, and it is going to be you know voiced what? I'd be, by you. I'd be more than happy. To, yeah, I was about to see, about to say, I'm more than happy to fall on the sword of voicing these police officers. Because again, it's a bit role, right? So it's like they do. It's a yeah. cameo by the writers, pretty much. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, so I think we've really solidified this movie. Adventure Horse Escapes Horse Jail. Love this. Yes, love this. So typically, what we've been doing on cult classics is trying to come up with a tagline for this movie at the end. You are welcome mm-hmm. to say you don't want to generate a tagline because taglines are hard. Um, and we can certainly just kind of let that one sit and, and leave. So I'm giving the option of we can either create a tagline now or we can um, say we've made a horse movie. Let me let me think for a moment. Okay. See if I can come up with a good tagline for uh, uh, Adventure Horse Escapes Horse Jail. Yeah. Something about freedom, maybe, or believing in yourself. Or dads. Advent, adventure horse escapes horse jail. Colon. Daddy's home. <laughs> I don't think that works at all. <laughs> like the tagline is something along the lines of like, um, race for your life, race for your life, to, or race for your freedom, maybe, or the, the escape your past to find your freedom. Okay. Something like that. Gotcha. That's not bad. That's not half bad. 
Actually, escape your past to find your freedom is pretty good. Okay. Or uh, we, now we could make this more personalized, I think, to the movie specifically. It could be like he must escape his past to find his freedom, I think would be like more because it's not like it's not an adventure movie that we're kind of placing the audience in. Right. We're just kind of ha- being like, watch this. So. Yeah. So he escapes his past to find his freedom, which is great because there's nothing wrong with his past. Yeah, his past is like squeaky clean as near as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, he's a good good dude. He's an old dad. Yeah. I do like that. I think we I think we've come up with a good um I think you nailed good it. Good tagline. I can't believe I got that one. Got it in one. Yeah, in like a minute. Yeah, unusual for me, but I think we've created such a potent movie that it just came <laughs> out. <laughs> it just It's too powerful. It's so powerful. Okay. Um so I think I think we did it. I think that's it. And that's a cult classic. That is our new newest addition <laughs> to the library. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We are part of the Pocket Podcast Network, which has excellent shows like The Ghoul Tank. Please listen to That one's pretty good, I please hear. Please listen to that show. Um, Sorted is also excellent if you kind of like this somewhat similar format. If you like listening to my voice, No Dice is another place that you can hear me. Um, you can find Cult Classics on Twitter and Facebook at Cult Classics PPN. You can tweet us casting options. We've I've given you some characters that do need casting. You can uh, use the hashtag CC Casting Ideas. There is a lot of C's in that one, but it really uh, is great for us to know that's what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so that helps us out a lot. And uh, special thanks to Jason Shaw of Audionautics for the use of our intro and outro music. And that's a wrap. Straight from the horse's mouth. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hey, I'm Lachlan. And I'm a Jay. We're just two dudes who love ghosts, goblins, ghouls, and monsters so much that we've decided to create our own. Well, how about you give me an example? How do you feel about an electric boy who can only move on subway tracks? Or a sparkly light-up manatee who lives in the deep ocean? Or maybe a hairy office snack thief who uses his extra-long arms to steal lunches? You know what? That sounds pretty good to me. Well, you can hear about all these things and more on The Ghoul Tank. Find us every other Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you can download podcasts. Join us in our journey to create the next big cryptid.